Hello, welcome to the DFS Podcast. This is your host, Gio Garcia, and today we're going to be talking football, uh, playoff football today. Um, we have a lot of good games going on, especially um, Saturday, you get the Raiders versus the Texans and against and also the Lions against the Seahawks. And that Sunday slate, you got the Dolphins versus the Steelers. You also got the Giants versus the Packers. So you got a lot of good, great matchups uh, within these teams. A lot of stuff that's up at stake. Obviously, you win and you move on. You lose, you're going home and watching TV just like I am. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll, we'll start with the first game. You got the Raiders and Texans. Um, Vegas has this game projected at 37 points up between the two teams. Has the Texans winning by minus uh, three three points. Honestly, I could see this game going either way. I could see the Raiders winning um, just by three as well. There's two backups. It's unfortunate what happened to the Raiders. Um, their starting quarterback got injured, Derek Carr, and now they're back up to the third third string quarterback, um, Connor Cook, who's going to be starting, making his first uh, first start ever, and it's going to be a playoff start. You know what? You know, welcome. You know, no no better way to get welcome into the NFL with the first first player ever to make his first uh, start in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, so we have him. We also got Brock Eisweiler. He's back. Um, Tom Savage ended up getting hurt on um, the previous game. He's out with a concussion. Uh, excuse me, he didn't get hurt. He got a concussion. So he's been ruled out. And Brock Eisweiler, man, they paid this guy so much money in the offseason. And he's just been horrible, to say the least. Horrible. Um, you can't be able to throw the ball enough if it's just first year or you know, I feel like sometimes when you get these big contracts, people don't, you know, put in the work in the off season. So I don't know if this is what happened. Or she knew, you know, Robinson Cano, they gave you that massive, you know, pay. You know, you get paid that much money. I don't know. You're just in another level. You don't think you have to try as hard. I don't know. That's just my take on it. Anyway, so I'm not really interested in any of these two quarterbacks. Um, no shocker there. Um, where I'm really interested... Um, I'm really interested in the running game in this game, um, more on the Texan side um, because I know we're no we can kind of identify why that volume's going to go. And we're looking at Lamar Miller. He's at a price tag of sixty one hundred. Um, last few games he was out last game with an ankle sprain, uh, but the last two game or last two games he's had uh, at least twenty touches. If you go back, he had twenty two touches against the Jackson uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, he he rushed for um, 63 yards, which wasn't good. He had he averaged about 2.9. He did get two targets that game for 26 yards. He did okay. Give you a 16.9 uh, DraftKings point in the previous game uh, versus the Indianapolis Colts. He rushed for 21 times, um, give you 107 yards uh, and a touchdown and one target for 15 yards. It's not bad. So I really like Lamar Miller. This price is really up there, um, but that's the best play of the game. If we could identify where the running was going to go, you know, all the production, because, you know, we got, like I said, Latavius Murray, he's at 5K, and you also got DeAndre Washington at 3.3K, and Jalen Rashard at 3.4. It's going to be tough. Um, yeah, maybe for GPPs, you can go, you know, try and guess, but it's not something I'm looking forward to. Yeah, if one of these guys, um, Washington or Jalen Rashard, can definitely go for a 60 yard run either or but it's like trying to decide between one and two maybe you heads maybe you go with you know washington on one and then you know jalen shot another one they're about a hundred dollar difference washington's 3300 uh jalen shot 34 um i really don't know 
why you'd want to do that. But unless, you know, because you got, you know, Latavius Murray there as well. So, again, you know, this could be his game. This could be the backup's game. I don't know. So it's kind of hard to identify uh, there. Um, I still, what I found interesting is this. Um, Michael Crabtree and Mark Cooper, their prices have just dropped. They're, you know, Crabtree's at 5,300. Amari Cooper's at 5,200. So these guys, you know, are still getting at least eight targets the last, you know, the last two games, but you know, it's been the backup that's been the backups that have been thrown in the ball. Um, Michael Crabtree was targeted eight times last game, caught five passes uh, for 47 yards, no touchdowns, and for 9.7 DraftKings point. It's kind of disappointing. Uh, that's what you kind of expect of um, the backup. And Amari Cooper will look at his game log as well. He had. Eight targets last game, four receptions, 32 yards, and one TD. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, you're going, they're playing with uh, against the Texans. Um, defense, everybody's back. Brian Cushion, all their players are pretty healthy. So this is this is kind of be tough. I can see one of these guys, you know, you know, going, having a touchdown, maybe two. But it's going to be hard with the backup. So very limited on that side. And then the other side, the, the biggest play I like here um, is CJ Fedorowicz. Uh, for some reason, he uh, Brock obviously always likes to throw the ball to him. He's been his cons most consistent, um, I guess, you know, player. He's liked the ball to him, and this guy has not gotten less than seven targets um, or six a few games, but no less than seven targets the last four games. And he's given you about nine DraftKings points, or he gave you nine DraftKings points the last game. So he's pretty consistent. Um, he's not going to give you. I don't see anywhere he has two touchdown upside, but, you know, he could definitely be uh, the difference. He's, I definitely see him being high owned, but I think that's the best play. Um, you can also look at um, DeAndre Hopkins. He is, his price tag's pretty high. He's at 6700 I feel like he can go somewhere else, but, you know, at GPPs, why not? You know, he did, he's been targeted, um, you know, he got targeted 11 times last time, seven sections for 123 yards. It's looking good for him, but again, you know, you got Brock Osweiler throwing the ball, and you never know what's going to happen. So this is strictly a GPP play. Um, and what I do like do like is where here is the defense. Um, I like the Raiders' defense. They're at three thousand. Um, um, they have you know you know they have sack upside. They also have more interception upside. And Brock Osweiler, Brock Osweiler has been known to throw a few picks here and there and definitely some pick sixes so i can definitely see the raiders defense um you know having a pick six at least um looking at just their game lock man going back to week um week nine they've had an interception every single game since week nine at least one which is insane <laughs> so they i mean they're doing it against you know these teams they well obviously since week nine they did against denver houston week 11 carolina Week 12, Buffalo at, at Kansas City at week 14 at San Diego on uh, week 15 and at the Col Colts at home, picked off twice, um, and then last game against the Broncos. So I definitely like them. I know they're going to be very popular because they're at 3K, but it also allows you to fit in a lot of players, especially like, you know, talking about LaDavian Bell, Antonio Brown, OBJ, um, and some of those quarterbacks as well. So I think those are the best plays. Obviously, yeah, you can look at the Texans defense, but their price is at 3,800. They also have interception upside. They also got, you know, sack upside. Their sack upside's a lot higher. 
uh, the last three games. They're looking at their sacks. They've had four sacks against Tennessee last game, three sacks against uh, the Bengals, and then two sacks against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, yeah, they definitely have the upside. You can definitely differentiate yourself um, by paying up on defense. I know a lot of people are going to try to pay down. At least that's my thought process. They're going to try to pay down in order to, you know, fit in all those studs. But, you know, if you want to be a little bit more contrarian, definitely you can pay up for defense and Texas defense is one way to do it. So moving on, next game, uh, we have the, Seahawks, the Lions at the Seahawks. Uh, Vegas has the game pro projected at 44 points. Um, minus eight uh, for the Seahawks are projected to win by a touchdown, just over a touchdown. Um, looking at the quarterback, I really like Russell Wilson. Um, he's only at 7K. He's going to have to do this all. The offensive line is not that good. He's going to have to run Thomas Rawls. I don't know what's going on. He's obviously been like the worst running back in the whole NFL this year. I don't know how much that has to do with the offensive line, but, man, that guy is horrible. Last last week against, I think they played the 49ers. Yeah, it was the 49ers. We'll look at his game line. He did not do anything. So he's, he's at 5,700. I think that price is way too high for him, but, you know. Yeah, he had eight attempts. Well, he only had eight attempts, but still, man, this guy's not. He's been trending down the last two games. So I definitely think um, Russell Wilson's going to have to be throwing the ball and running the ball as well. Um, this is a game they're going to, you know, like I said, all these games are must-win. So he's, if he has to run in a touchdown or two, I, I can definitely see Russell Wilson doing that. Um, last week, last two games, he's thrown the ball 32 times against Arizona, 45 times, and against the Rams, he threw it 26 times. He definitely has three uh, touchdown upside, um, and four, especially if you want to count the rushing, uh, rushing touchdowns. So I can definitely see him, you know, throwing for about you know what two two seventy five, averaging two seventy five, maybe two touchdowns and rushing for one. I can definitely see that uh, for Russell Wilson. Um, he is playing. I mean, the the Detroit Lions defense isn't the best, um, but yeah. So I definitely see high upside from him. Um, looking at the other side, I'm not really that big on Matthew Stafford. Um, I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm not looking at something here. He's only 5,700, which isn't bad, and he definitely can throw put up yards. Um, last game he put up 347. But they did play the Packers at home, and the Packers' defense is pretty bad, especially the the corners on the sides. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm overlooking at Matthew Stafford. Uh, his price maybe because uh, I am, you know, maybe because he's there playing in Seattle. Um, but, yeah, I can definitely see Matthew Stafford easily going off as well. Um, now that the Earl, Earl Thomas isn't playing there. The defense doesn't look as good. Obviously, they're still good, and they got the 12th man at home. But, you know, definitely a contrarian pick um, if you want to pivot off of Russell Wilson or someone else. That 57, rostering him at 5,700 allows you a lot more salary to roster, you know, big, bigger wide receiver names as well. So moving on to running back, um, one player I really like here, I think everybody likes, is Zach Zanner. I think everybody's starting to realize, even the Lions, that this is their best running back. Uh, last game, he rushed for 20 for twenty times, 69 yards, one TD. Uh, it was pretty good. Um, obviously, you know, nothing like special, but, you know, he's that number one running back, and he's also getting targeted. Um, and he's also getting targeted. At least last game, he got targeted five times, the game before that three times, and the game before that five times. So he's also a pa pass-catching back. Um 
you know, he has that upside, which is great, especially um, against Seattle. I definitely see them using him as well. He's only 4,500. So I really like Zach Zender here. I think they're going to have to throw in the ball. And then, you know, when they try to control the game, they're definitely going to try to rush the ball with, run the ball with him. I don't know if they're going to be up. Vegas, like I said, Vegas has them projected to win by eight points. So we'll see. But I definitely will have a lot of shares of Zach Zander. So moving on to wide receiver, obviously. Like, I mean, if you're going to go with Russell Wilson, definitely pair him up with uh, Doug Baldwin. Uh, last game, he didn't really do too much, but, man, he can go off. I had him when he was playing against Arizona. He was targeted 19 times, caught 13 of those, and, you know, had 171 yards for 39 DraftKings points, which was insane. Um, so, yeah, definitely, he's definitely Russell Wilson's number one target. Definitely to see that. Another guy I like from – another guy that I like from the – Seattle Seahawks is uh, Paul Richardson. He's only at 3,400. Definitely going to see him get a lot of targets this year. I saw Adam Levitan was talking about he was then he was he was drafted in the second round by the Seahawks. So he, this guy definitely has some talent, uh, especially now that Tyler Lockett is, is out. This guy's going to be um, in the field. He's going to see a lot more uh, in the field. Uh, he last game he was targeted seven times in game four of that he was only targeted five times but still he put eight DraftKings points and then 14 DraftKings points and this guy can definitely score a touchdown so he can definitely be I don't know how much of a sneaky play he's going to be but definitely a guy you want to have on your roster and he also allows you to fit other players as well I also like Jermaine Curse. he's at 4k um, he's been uh, last two games he has he's been averaging at least seven targets um he didn't have no touchdown, gave you 6.4 points. When you're rostering these guys, you're kind of expecting, I mean, if you're targeted seven times, at least a touchdown. You know, that's that's one of, that's one of the, that's what is going to boost you up, especially, and only with four games. If you have some of these guys that, you know, that aren't the number one or number two or number three receivers, you're definitely looking for like a touchdown or a long run or something like that. That's going to try to differentiate yourself. So I can definitely see people, you know, stack in. Uh, Doug Baldwin with Richardson and Doug Baldwin with Jermaine Curse and stuff just to get a little bit more uh, differentiate yourself against other lineups. Another side of the ball, I like Golden Tate as well. Um, if this game's going to shoot out, uh, I definitely see it shooting out. It's going to score 44 points, which is obviously not that high, but I think it's going to be a lot closer game, and both teams I feel like are going to be throwing the ball a lot. Um, you have to go with Golden Tate. Um, he's, you know, obviously Matthew Stafford's number one target. He can definitely get uh, get 100 yards in this game, which I do see that. I know he's going to see a lot of um, Richard Sherman. Uh, but, like, these guys, this, the, these fast, speedy guys, I don't, I'm not saying Golden Tate is the fastest, but he's also not the slowest. Uh, we saw J.J. Nelson uh, beat the beat the Seahawks defense. Um, so I can definitely see Golden Tate going to slot and just beating the ice guys. And the way I tell you want to beat the, the Seahawks defense is with speed. And I know definitely Golden Tate has that. So I can see him, you know, going for like a bomb, you know, for 60, 70 yarder, you know, touchdown, you know, beating Richard Sherman. Uh, the other guy that I like as well is Anquan Bolden. They really, uh, for some reason, they just like to target this guy only in the red zone, and that's the only place that I've seen. You know, watched, I've rostered uh, Anquan Bolden qu quite a lot this year. I'm not going to say too much, but, you know, he just fits there because his salary is always in the 4K range. And 
you know, he just, sometimes he just pays it off or sometimes he, you know, comes close to paying off, but it's never like 3x or 4x. Um, and, and, you know, in football, you want to get three extra values only at $4,000 for uh, DraftKings. That's get you 12 points. So I can definitely see him, you know, maybe catching a touchdown or two, especially if they're in the uh, red zone, you know, for some, for whatever reason, Golden Tate doesn't go for a 60 yard bomb or whatever. And they get into the, you know, in the red zone, I can definitely see Anton Bolden ending up with two touchdowns and being the high, highest scoring player on their team. Uh, so definitely we'll have some shares of him and be in contrarian with him. Also, Marvin Jones, he's starting to look like he's coming back in the picture. The last two games, he's been targeted like seven times. Uh, last game, he had five uh, five receptions. Uh, five, he had five receptions for 76 yards, which isn't too bad. You, you kind of need a touchdown from him. Um, he's been so up and down. This is another strictly GPP play. Definitely see him getting a touchdown. Anything can happen in the playoffs. You know, this set some trick plays or some something you know that the Seahawks haven't seen on film yet so I can definitely see this guy scoring as well um moving on we're going to move on to the tight end Jimmy Graham he's 5300 uh I think he's the high highest priced tight end I don't know how I feel about Jimmy Graham that's a lot to spend on there but you know if you're also trying to go contrarian with this especially with this this game you know go between Jimmy Graham um he's been he was targeted seven times last game you know Scored a touchdown. I don't know what to expect from him. He can have a really good game or just a really okay game and just block all game. So, strictly GPP. But I feel like if the Seahawks have a close game, they're in the red zone. They definitely have to look to this guy. Though this guy, the ball, this guy's a you know just a physical feature there. He's just so big. But for whatever reason, Seahawks don't really use him as much as I would I would like them to use him. Maybe they will this week. Also, like Eric Ebron on the other side. Um, again, he this guy gets targeted pretty well. He's pretty consistent, kind of like Fedorowicz. Um, he's going to give you pretty consistent points. Um, he's not necessarily going to kill you, but he's not necessarily going to help you win a GPP. So if you're looking for something more of a safe play, this guy is definitely that. Opposed to um, Jim Graham, I feel like he's more of a GPP play. He can definitely put you over the top and, you know, help you win a GPP or he can help you lose a GPP but I feel like Ebron will just keep you right there in the middle um so defense you obviously got the Seahawks defense there 3700 that's a that's a that's a lot to pay for the Seahawks defense especially I think this game is going to be a lot closer it's going to be it's going to be um a lot of I think he's going to go over 44 points that's just my guess um I can see these guys at least having you know you know, close to 20, 20, you know, 20 something, you know, 22, 24 points each or something like that or more. Um, like I said, the Seahawks defense isn't as good. Yeah, they are at home, but they're also without Earl Thomas and this is the playoffs. So I can see the, the lines going all out. You know, maybe hopefully Stafford doesn't throw too many picks. Um, the Lions defense is only at 2,900. I know... Not really interested in them. Just look another game log. They haven't really put any big games up except Jacksonville. Um, they're okay. You know, if you want to go get go get a little crazy and really differentiate yourself, you can go with the Lions defense. But not, I'm not sure how optimal that is, especially with Russell Wilson. Oh, Russell Wilson, excuse me, at quarterback. So now moving on to the Sunday slate. Uh, 
You got the Miami Dolphins at Pittsburgh. This game's projected for 40, 45 points. Uh, the Steelers are projected by are projected to win by ten points. Um, obviously, the plays you want to look at, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, seventy six hundred. Pretty pretty high price there. He's the second highest uh, price quarterback here. That's because he's at home and he plays really well at home. Um, but it's going to be kind of tough to fit him in with all, you know, if you're trying to fill in the Davion Bell and Antonio Brown, which we'll get in later. You know, you might have to pivot off him, go somewhere else. Um, just look at his game log. He has 300 upside. He also has three touchdown upside as well. It kind of scares me if you don't roster him. He can throw for 300, uh, 300 yards and three touchdowns. Or and he can be out of there. Um, yeah, it might not be looking too good, but then, you know, if you roster him, you can only roster maybe the Davion Bell or, uh, Antonio Brown. You can roster, I mean, you can roster, roster all three of them, but your lineup is not looking as good. Um, on the other side of the ball, I really like Matt Moore, um, because of his price. He's 5,100 and he's shown you, he's shown us that he can at least score more than 20 points. Uh, he likes to throw the ball, and he's shown also he can throw at least the last three games he has thrown for at least two touchdowns. That I feel like that says a lot. He's also thrown three touchdowns. I mean, he's also thrown three interceptions the last three games, one each. But that doesn't really scare me. Um, since they're going to be down, they're going to have to be throwing the ball a lot. Um, I definitely can see him throwing the ball. You know, want to you know Jarvis Landry and you know, one long one to Kenny Stills, and maybe Devonte Parker gets in there. Uh, so I definitely see that. Um, I'd be more interested in rostering him because he allows me to roster Lee Davion Bell, Antonio Brown. But then again, you know, I think maybe is that what everybody else is going to be thinking? Or is everybody else going to be thinking, you know, let me roster Ben Roethlisberger with Antonio Brown and fade Lee Davion Bell? I don't see that. I see more people rostering Matt Moore to squeeze in on Davion Bell, Antonio Brown, and then also running it back with... You know, Jarvis Landry or Kenny Stills. So I don't know how how much you're gonna differentiate different yourself um, because a lot of people are gonna have. I feel like 60, 70 percent gonna have Ladamian Bell, maybe Antonio Brown, maybe not. But those guys are definitely gonna be popular. So definitely we'll have a lot of shares of Matt Moore. Um, we'll go to the receivers and like I was saying, Antonio Brown. You know, the killer bees. Uh, these guys are going to be killing it. Uh, I can definitely see him catching catching a touchdown. Excuse me, maybe two. Um, but, you know, if, like I said, if Ben Roethlisberger throws 300 for three touchdowns, I can see Antonio Brown catching two of those. Uh, the Dolphins are also out with, uh, I think, Byron Maxwell, some of the key defensive players. So that's why I'm, I'm a little worried if I, you know, if I don't roster one of these two. I'm more worried about not rostering Ladarian Bell and Tony Brown than I am about Ben Roethlisberger because he can. I feel like he can get this point somewhere else, as well, which we'll talk about. So on the other side of the ball, like I've talked about, this guy Jarvis Landry. Um, this is their guy, the number one receiver. I know, especially if they're going to be down, they're definitely going to have to be targeting him. Um, he can definitely get you a touchdown. Last game, he was 12, targeted for 12 times, 9 receptions for 76 yards and a TD. Uh, he definitely has a high upside. Um, he's only 5,100 for uh, run, for uh, wide receiver number one, which is not bad. Uh, and they're going to be having to throw the ball, so I really like him. 
Um, also like uh, Kenny Stills as well. Like I said, he's only thirty eight hundred. Um, he does have that big play upside. Um, but that's when you kind of, kind of, you're kind of counting on him to catch, you know, a you know a bomb for fifty yards and a touchdown, and you know, hopefully get you overall like a hundred yards receiving or something like that. Definitely has that. He just looking at his game long. He's been pretty consistent the last four games. He's caught a touchdown the last four games. So. We'll see if we can keep that up. It'd be great if he can. And like I said, he's only 3,800. Uh, moving on, the next player I like for this, the um, Dolphins is Devontae Parker. He's 4,200. He's been pretty consistent. He's been getting the last, like, at least six targets the last few games. Um, he hasn't really had a big game this year. Just looking at his game log. Um, this guy's hit or miss. Um, definitely GPP play. I definitely feel like Kenny Stills is more consistent and can give you a higher upside as well. One guy I forgot to mention was Eli Rogers for the um, for the Steelers. I definitely see this guy getting involved a lot, especially you know Sammy Watkins isn't playing or other three other players. Um, excuse me, not Sammy Watkins. Sammy Coates isn't playing. He's been talking at least five times the last few games. He can definitely stay consistent. Looks like he'll give you anywhere from 12, 12 to 15 points. Um, if you're looking for a safe player, again, GPPs, I feel like you want a player It's going to help you put you, put you over the top. Moving on to tight end, uh, Ladarius Green is looking like he's not going to play. Um, I think Je Jesse James is a play uh, here for the Steelers. He's only at 3K which is minimum salary, which isn't bad, yeah, you know, but just looking at his few game longs the last few games, he hasn't really put up not anything too exciting. I'd want you to roster him as well. On the other side of the ball, I have no interest in whoever they decide to start. Um, Marquise Gray or the other tight end, not really interested. Defenses, um, yeah, I can see the Steelers defense, um, especially since they're at home. They're only 3,500, um, but I'm not really interested in Dolphins defense, and these guys have had an interception the last, dang, the last, since week, since week 11, the last six weeks, they've had a touchdown, an interception. So this is definitely uh, a defense I would like to put on my team, especially, I mean, if you're going with Brown and Bell, and having Steelers D, you just get suck up all, all the points there. Um, maybe you probably don't want Matt Moore if you're pairing him with him. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Um, I don't know how that can differentiate itself. Matt Moore throws a pick six and this throws a few more touchdowns. Who knows? But there's option. And then moving to the final game, we got Aaron Rodgers against Eli Manning and the Packers at home. This is gonna be a fun game to watch. This is Sunday, Sunday, Sunday game. Um. You know, Rodgers has been rolling. They've been winning the lot. You know, they've won the last few games. Um, they won their division as well last week against the Detroit Lions, against the Lions. And surprisingly, last week, the Giants played all their starters, and for some reason, they obviously did not want the Redskins to make it to the playoffs, and they made it known by not by playing their starters the whole game and making sure they didn't lose that game. Which is really interesting. Um, at first, I kind of like Eli Manning, but now looking at his stats, I'm not too sure. Um, the reason why I liked him, or I still do, 
um, is because he's playing that Packers defense. And that Packer defense is pretty bad. And Matthew Stafford lit him up with a with a messed up finger. Um, the only thing is, is they're playing at Lambeau. is going to be is projected to be a really cold game. Um, I know Eli plays in New York. It's pretty cold there as well. Uh, but he hasn't really. He's been on up and down. He's been inconsistent. But I can definitely see him like just going off, especially if that defense is really bad. I can see Odell going for like you know sixty yard touchdown or fifty yard touchdown. But also can definitely see him throwing for three hundred yards and two touchdowns. Hopefully not like three hundred yards and three interceptions like he did last time against the Philly Philadelphia Eagles. Um, but you know Eli Manning definitely has that, has that uh, in his in his pocket. You know throwing more interceptions and touchdowns. Obviously Aaron Rodgers is in play. He's seventy nine hundred. He's the highest priced quarterback. Um, you know, he's at home. Last two games, he's thrown four touchdowns, which is insane. Like I said, this guy's just been on a roll. I've thrown for 300 yards the last two times. I can't see Rodgers in this game. Um, they, they're they hungry. They're motivated. Um, especially a lot of stuff that's going on this year with the with the, with the the Packers, especially in the running game. The Packers, man, they're, they're, a, team, they're a team to watch if, they're, if they win this game. Moving on to running back, Ty Montgomery. Um, I think it's the best option here. I'm not really too sure, like I said, about the Packers running game. The last few games, uh, he's been getting eight and nine attempts uh, since the Chicago game. He had 16 attempts when he went off. And then the production's been pretty pretty low since then. So I'm not too excited. The, other, the guy I really like on the other side of the ball is Paul, Paul Perkins. He's been getting at least you know 10 to 15 uh, touches. Uh, last few games and he's made those count he last game against the Redskins he went and he rushed for 102 yards so I don't know if they're, they're trying to rush um, Jennings I don't really watch that game too much I did watch him but I don't recall Paul Perkins so I'm paying attention I'll have to dig up a little bit more on that but yeah I definitely like Paul Perkins at 4100 um, they're looking to run the ball more with him it doesn't look like he's involved with the pass game too much I'm um, just looking at stats right here but yeah, I like him more than I like uh, Rashad Jennings. And they're only $100 difference. So, I mean, I guess you can hedge there. But I don't know how how exciting that is to hedge with <laughs> Rashad Jennings. Uh, moving on to receiver, obviously OBJ, 9100. Definitely a guy you want to roster. Um, he's definitely motivated. I can't see him want to lose his game. But they are playing uh, the Green Bay Packers at home, so I can definitely see him getting targeted nine, at least nine to ten times this game. Um, maybe having a touchdown, but or two, you know, just to say, depending how the uh, Packers try to cover this guy, because man, this guy could definitely let them up, especially if he goes down the middle and takes it to the house. I can definitely see that, seeing him doing that twice against this weak Packers defense. Um, another, his teammate, I also like Sterling Shepard. I've rostered him a lot as well this year. It's been some days, some days, some weeks has been pretty good. Other weeks has been all right. Um, but yeah, I feel like he has bigger games when, he has big games when Odell, um, is having good games as well. But to some, I feel like, you know, if they're not throwing Odell the ball, they're definitely going to throw him the ball and they're going to throw him some touchdowns as well, which is pretty good. Uh, Victor Cruz doesn't play, um, but he just doesn't see as many targets. Well, every now and then you'll see some targets, but 
all the all the production is going to OBJ and Sterling Shepard uh, for me. So that's where I'm taking those guys. Uh, obviously, Jordan Nelson's in the play. He's at AK. Um, you know, he got defended pretty well against uh, against the Lions. Uh, Darius Slay. Uh, I wouldn't say locked him up because this guy he went six for six um, for sixty six yards, um, scored twelve points, but um, you know still still pretty they still did pretty decent um, for his price tag, um, but this guy just plays so much better at home. He's had so many more touchdowns uh, <laughs> just playing at home. He's had nine touchdowns at home and five away. Uh, the last two home games, he's had two touchdowns. Uh, that's been against Minnesota and against the Seahawks. So those aren't uh weak defenses you know but we also have the best defense um i feel like the best you know defense within uh, within the last few weeks uh giants defense uh we saw what they did to the cowboys so i'm not gonna say i'm scared of them because the packers are at home and you got aaron Rodgers. um so anything i feel like anything could happen but i can definitely see them kind of like trying to limiting jordan nelson i don't think you can completely shut him down but if they're gonna do that, I could. I feel like Devonte Adams is gonna have a lot of upside. Last few games, he's been targeting no less than seven targets. Uh, last game, he got two touchdowns. So you know the ball, like the ball wasn't going to Jordy last game. They were really doubling him up. I feel like with the safety over the top and Darius Slay. So you know Devonte Adams got all the other production. He scored two touchdowns. So I could definitely uh, see me going after Devonte Adams and as well. Geronimo Allison. This guy won someone a million dollars last week. He's only 3,300. He's been targeted at least six times the last few games. He's just above minimum, minimum salary, which is not bad. So I can definitely see uh, myself rostering this guy as well. If you know, if I just need an extra player, and if news, news comes out that um, Jared, I'm not Jared Cook, Randall Cobb isn't playing, definitely would love to have that guy on my on my team. Oh, I don't think. Uh, I think Cobb is on here. Oh, yeah, he's right there. Skipped over his name. Also, tight end. Uh, going to tight end. I like Jared Cook here. He's been targeted at least five times uh, the last three games. Um, it's been done all right. Uh, he just hasn't had no touchdown. He doesn't really have no touchdown upside. But if, man, he can get a sneak in at least a touchdown or something like that, you know, he's getting at least 56, 37. Um, gets targeted six times for a touchdown. Looking pretty good with the price tag of thirty six hundred. Definitely see him four x four x in that. We'll tie at a twenty eight hundred. Been targeted at least five times the last two games. Um, just again, same similar thing. Just has no touchdown upside. I feel like all the receptions are going to those wide receivers. You know, whether it's OBJ or Shepard or Cruz, I'd rather you know, I'd rather take my. Take my picks with those guys, so we'll leave it at that. Uh, I'm finally moving on to defense. I'm not like I said. I'm not big. I get. I'm not big for the Packers. They are at home. They are playing Eli Manning, who's interception prone, but I also can see them getting lit up by Eli Manning. This game could go either way, or it could go both ways. Eli Manning could throw three interceptions and three touchdowns, <laughs> but I'm hoping it goes. You know. Three inter three touchdowns and no interceptions. If I decide to roster them, but yeah, I feel like the Packers' defense is in play. But this game's gonna be a high-scoring game. Um, oh, well, you know, high-scoring game. We're talking about forty-four points here, forty-four point five. Giants' defense. They're at thirty-one hundred. Um, they've had interceptions. The literally 
the last four games as well. They have sack upside, um, but they're playing Aaron Rodgers. That's the only thing I see. Yeah, you can definitely rush them. Maybe Aaron Rodgers throws a funky pick six, and the Giants get some points off of that. The reality is I don't really see that. I really see more. Uh, and Rodgers lighting them up, maybe. No, I shouldn't say lighting them up. Maybe throw, throwing two touchdowns, maybe an interception. But if it's an interception, you know, you kind of want to pick six. And just an interception alone is not going to help you out. But trying to, you know, trying to predict pick sixes is <laughs> one of the hardest things. And not really... I don't feel like how realistic that is. It's like, oh, yeah, I definitely see this team has six pickups. You know, I never try to do that. Um, I definitely do see that they have interception potential, but you need more than just an interception, like I'm saying, pick six potential. And I don't know. I've never uh, been able to uh, guess that correctly or ever guess that. So, yeah, that's uh, today's podcast. Uh, just going over the review with that, this old, with the games and certain plays that I like. Um, Hopefully this helped uh, you guys out. If you guys have any questions, uh, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at dobgarcia.com. Thank you guys for tuning in today, and I hope to see you next time.